Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.health to rate and review the podcast, outcomesrocket.health slash reviews. And I have an amazing guest for you today. Her name is Thatcher Hussein. She's a software developer and patient advocate. She's currently serving as front-end developer at Wiser Care Incorporated in Seattle. Her focus is definitely in clinical situations, preferences, and values aimed to give more confident treatment decisions to both patients as well as physicians and clinicians. She's done a lot of things as a patient advocate as well. She's motivated by her own diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, and she's become very active in improving the healthcare ecosystem for both patients and providers. Whether it's speaking, writing, or just using her skills as a developer, she is fully committed to helping patients find their voice and providers learn how to best support these patients. Without further ado, I just want to open up the microphone to this amazing woman and welcome you to the podcast, Thatcher. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to have you. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what got you involved into this system to begin with, Thatcher? Yeah, actually, I was an industrial and systems engineer in university. I guess I am an industrial <laughs> systems engineer now. And I had the opportunity uh, as a senior to do some research with, at that point, a somewhat new field of healthcare engineering. And it was the first time I felt like I was doing something good with what I was good at. And so that was a real sort of game changer for me, going from a student to saying, yeah, I like to solve problems to, hey, look, this is something where there's a real area for improvement and something that I think I can help with. And so that actually, well before my diagnosis, uh, set me in the healthcare direction. That is so cool. And it's so neat that you found it pretty quickly out of the gates, just a way to, to apply the things that you're amazing at in a field where you get this sense of gratification and that you're making an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for better or worse, healthcare has a long way to go. So on the one hand, as, as an engineer and a problem solver, we've got some great problems. On the other hand, you know, as a patient and looking to help providers, we've got some, got some moves to make. For sure. For sure. Totally agree. And Thatcher, what, what would you say should be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you guys focused on, on this particular topic? Yeah, I'd, I'd say bringing patients into the process is probably the thing I'm, I'm focused on. But beyond that is really just working as a team with all parties involved. Sometimes you get patient advocates speaking and and not to knock this at all, like the patient narrative, your diagnosis message definitely has to be heard. And it's something that I've spoken to as well. But we need to take the next step and go towards facilitating discussions between doctors and patients and the entire care team. So turning that into productive discussion. So not only bringing patients into the process, but bringing patients, caregivers, whether it be pharma or trials and having an entire conversation doesn't need to be everyone in a room, physical conversation, but making sure that all parties involved with the care of this patient 
or the design of this product or whatever task you're addressing are all involved at every possible stage so that you don't get something like a product that's been built phenomenally by you know, researchers and engineers that hasn't seen review from either a doctor or a patient when you're already getting to prototype. You know, those are discussions that should be happening uh, well before you're talking about totally. uh, anything physical. Yeah, I think this is great, you know, and, and boiling it down to the basics, right? You got to have the people involved in the problem all in the room. You can't move forward unless every single person, all the stakeholders are in the room. What is it that you all are doing where you're at now, Thatcher, to make this happen? Yeah, I'd say probably most in my independent work, that's something that I'm trying to help other organizations to do. I've been grateful to have opportunities like speaking at Medex and Health 2.0 to really speak to larger groups of physicians and professionals because as much power as we have as patients, we really need the buy-in from the medical teams in order to make that conversation happen. So even just bringing up the idea, you know, whether that's professionally as a software developer, I get to have input on how we build our platform to help doctors and patients uh, make more informed decisions is our, our tagline there. And so that is definitely a piece of what I think about bringing my perspective as a patient into what I do as an engineer. Every time I'm building something like, okay, how, you know, now that we've built it in work, does this still fit what we're looking for for the patient? So really just trying to promote that model of decision-making with bringing all your stakeholders, like you said, to the table and making sure those decisions, direction, mission, whatever, whether it's an idea project, excuse me, an idea product or a physical product, that it's coming through with all of the expertise that you have access to. You know, nothing should be wasted. You want to hear from every doctor with an important opinion. You want to hear from every caregiver, every patient, every researcher has something to give and you want to make sure you're taking advantage of all that. I think that's absolutely on point. And, you know, a lot of times we we get into situations and, and we neglect including the people as part of the decision. And, and that's when things fall through the cracks and, and we don't achieve our actual goals or the implementation or the product that we had in mind doesn't exactly go as, as needed. And so listeners, a great note to take from Thatcher in the things that you have, whether you be a, a device company, pharma or provider or physician, just making sure that you're always including the different people that are at the table. Thatcher, can you give us an example of something that you guys recently developed or an experience that you recently had, a story of how you've been able to do this successfully? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say for with WiserCare as a decision support platform, we really aim to take into account both physicians and patients and then being research-backed as well. So we're taking into account the physician prescribes our platform essentially to the patient at the time of a diagnosis. Say, for example, prostate cancer is one of our modules that we use. And then the patient goes with this and rather than having to make immediate decisions, you know, on the spot with a doctor, which let's be real, no one's making sane decisions after receiving a diagnosis like that. Right. There's absolutely no way that you're common rational enough and have enough information to make those decisions. So that's what the problem that we're trying to address in giving the patients access to this platform to be able to really learn and 
go through and apply their own preferences so that they're best prepared and going back for that discussion with the doctor. Because there are things that we can't change in a, you know, in a heartbeat or tomorrow or even next year. You know, that 20-minute conversation with a doctor isn't getting longer for insurance reasons, for practical reasons, for staffing reasons. But how can we best optimize that time. And so that was a product of, you know, we talk to physicians all the time that are using the product. We go through the schedulers and clinic admins to make sure that the patients are being heard and every way that we can bring that opinion into, excuse me, those opinions into the way that we build the product. That's what we're doing. Very, very powerful. And, you know, I just uh, go back to a year ago, you know, I had a had a friend that just from one minute to the next, like he got diagnosed with some pretty bad cancer. And within a couple months, he was gone. And this was a year ago. And just, you know, being on the outskirts of, of that, I was even just, I was at a loss for words and just trying to have to make decisions on that. Imagine being that patient receiving that news and, and what you do to decide on your care and, and the time frame that these physicians have, Thatcher, like you said, is just so limited. I think it's wonderful that you guys are putting together programs and, and software and tools to help maximize that time. So I think that's, that was a great share. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I really believe in. I think that this product is going to help a lot of people. Thatcher, you as a software developer and patient know better than anybody else that there are bumps in the road and that on the way <laughs> to figuring it out, there's bumps in the road. Can you share with us a time when you had a setback and what you learned from it? Yeah, absolutely. From a more sort of a personal perspective here, I and different type 1 diabetics or people with diabetes, depending on who you talk to and how they like to be referred to, will have differing opinions on this. But for me, every time I have a bad, low blood glucose event, that's a failure for me. Failure is a strong word. I'd say maybe more of a mistake than a failure. But because of the system that I use, the open artificial pancreas system, which augments a, a pump that I, a insulin pump that I wear, combined with a blood glucose monitor, continuous blood glucose monitor, Every failure is not necessarily only food or exercise or behavioral. For me, I get to sort of abstract that and look at it as a system failure or an engineering troubleshooting exercise. So it's not necessarily something that I have to feel emotionally bad about, although that is definitely from a patient perspective, it's really hard to separate out what is my fault and, and what is you know, negative about Thatcher versus what is something that is out of my control. But I like to really try to turn that around every single time and figure out what I can learn from it. And whether that's, hey, you know, 45 minutes on the treadmill is five minutes too long, or hey, I had an interruption in data service and my system went offline for half an hour and I didn't notice and I got stuck at a basal rate or what have you. I won't go too mm -hmm. deep into those details. But being able to break that down in a very engineering type way and sort of post-mortem for the worst word ever. <laughs> use that <laughs> yeah, in this context. <laughs> but to review, you know, what the possible causes for the error were and how to best address those next time is really helpful for me and definitely turning that mistake around to a learning point uh, is helpful in every way I can think of. 
Love it. A great, great example, Thatcher, especially one that you're living with and so many millions of Americans uh, and people across the world are, are living with. And it's something that when you take it to the systems level, it's something that can be applied very, very elegantly in that, it, like Google says, you got to fail forward and don't take yeah. things personally, right, Thatcher? Look at yeah. them as system things that could be improved at potential connectivity issues or whatever it could be so that you could fix as many of the variables as possible so that when you move forward, you have a system that's working really well. So I love your example because it applies so much to the individual level as much as it does to the systems level. And, and just thank you so much for sharing that personal story. Yeah, absolutely. What about on the other side of it, a proud medical leadership moment that you had, Thatcher? Can you share one with the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I was thinking about this listening to some of your other episodes, which I love, by the way, you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. <laughs> I think being heard as a patient, and you know, this has happened in more public and more private moments as far as you know, individual doctors coming up to me um, saying, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way, or... I didn't consider this, that, or the other. I honestly, I believe that everyone in healthcare is coming from a place of wanting to help. And that's something I think that gets lost sometimes. So being heard as a patient and getting that narrative across to people who may not think about that every day, because that is my every day. And so being able to hear from other people, you know, okay, they're thinking about something in X, Y, or Z from that perspective, but then being able to turn that around and say, you know, yeah, building a better, more efficient fill in the blank is very important, but have you considered the emotional ramifications of that product? You know, you're asking a person to wear a nebulizer mask 12 hours a day. Have you thought about the fact that they have three children under five? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's completely, (laughs) absolutely not possible at all. It's little things like that. So if I can help one physician ask one more question with one more patient, I'll consider that a success. Love it. This is awesome. And, you know, there's no doubt, Thatcher, that you're definitely leading the way here as a voice for the patient and advocate. And so keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is inspiring others to do the same. And you're being the the CEO of your own healthcare. And that's what matters. That's what's going to make this entire experience for other people powerful. So kudos to you and, and your leadership in this field. Thank you so much. So Thatcher, let's talk about an exciting project that you're working on today. Anything you want to share or can share? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a project that I'm working on. It's a pet project for sure, but oh. I think it's relevant to what we've been talking about. I met a friend, or I guess made a new friend from a accelerator program through Diabetes Hands Foundation almost a year ago now. Uh And I was struck, she's a diabetic educator in Costa Rica, also a type one diabetic. Wow. And I'm very into all of the technology stuff as we've talked about. And the project I went with there was taking, using Apple HealthKit and taking the data that's coming out of the continuous glucose monitor and putting it in a format that's more conducive to a systems approach to continue the theme and to be able to see your patterns more easily. But I had almost 180 degree pivot after wow. having uh, conversations with her and a, a couple other people at that, at that event because I realized how lucky I am to have 
access to the care that I do. The mm-hmm. fact that I live in a country where insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitors are available, that I'm in a position where I have insurance and can afford that. And while this is not sort of a, a woe is me or you know any sort of thing like that, realizing that where she's at and the patients that she's dealing with, they don't even have access to continuous glucose monitors. Yeah. Financial, yes, but even taking a step back, they're not even available. Wow. In order to have a continuous glucose monitor in Costa Rica, you have to go through the U.S., which has numerous regulatory and financial effects that just make it completely out of reach for the majority of people. So taking the idea that I had to bring you know, to basal rates was, was what I was specifically looking at. So something in diabetes care, if you don't have your basal rate right, you know, it just, there's nothing else that's going to go right for you. Throws the whole thing <laughs> Basically, yeah. like if you don't have the ground floor solid, the rest of your house is going to collapse. Yep. So in order to get that right for people who are probably on long acting insulin on uh, pens or shots, and not having access to an insulin pump, how do we help those people fine-tune their basal rate? And so that's something I'm working on with her now taking you know, my software expertise. I'm looking at building an application that can be deployed. And now we're looking at a whole different kind of project restraint. So rather than, oh, this is really cool. Let's use Apple HealthKit. We're going to build on iOS. We can't build on iOS iPhones are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> iPhones are really expensive and not attainable for a lot of people. So, all mm-hmm. right, so we're building on Android. Data, wireless data is not as reliable and some people can't afford plans that are going to have the amount of data that someone like us in the U.S. has access to. So it needs to be something that's solidly on the phone. So these are things that I've now pivoted and are we are addressing from a totally different perspective. And I'm just so grateful to have met her and mm. to be able to see this. I was going to say this problem from another angle, but really just this whole different problem that because of the perspective that I have as me, I hadn't even thought about before. So that's, like I said, a, a pet project, something that I'm, I'm working on you know, with this friend and, and on my own trying to get a prototype out to her as fast as possible so we can... That is <laughs> again, so awesome. Talked about. <laughs> yeah, prototype as quickly as possible so we get some user feedback and, and you know, build a better product. But hoping to finish that up soon, at least get the first round out. Yeah, Thatcher, this is exciting. And you're working on this amazing thing to help people. And the reality is, I think what's going to end up happening is here in the States as well, we've got this, you know, social determinants of health that affect patients that don't have access to a lot of these things, even though they're available. And I was reading an article by Jane Saranson Khan. She talks about how broadband, you know, having broadband connection can be yeah. a, a social determinant of health because, you know, you can get access to information or whatever, you know? And so I think what you're doing, even though you may not see it right now, I think it's going to have its applications here in the States too. That's definitely an interesting thing to consider. I'll have to look up that article. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. And so, wow, super cool. Thank you for sharing. And it's like, yeah, you know, my side project, I'm just uh, shipping out solutions to solve diabetes in other nations. 
That's what I do. I'm Thatcher. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a grand, a grand statement for what I definitely feel is a, is a small project, but I will, I will accept that. That's so awesome. I, lo- I love you for that. You keep it so simple. You're very humble. Keep doing what you're doing. That's so awesome. All right. This is crazy how fast time flies when you're having fun. So we're here to the end. Let's pretend you and I are building a leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine, except now it's the ABCs of Thatcher Hussein, but this is going to be all about using software and patient focus in healthcare. So I got four questions for you, followed by a book for the syllabus that we're building for the listeners. You ready? Yep. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes with software? Work with your whole team, all parties included, your patient, your MDs, your clinicians, and your researchers. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid with patients? Thinking that you've got this and that you know everything that you need to know because no matter who you are on the team, that's not true. Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? You could answer that one however you see fit. Yeah. Stay curious, stay hungry. And what's one area of focus that should drive everything else in your organization? Helping people live better. And what book would you recommend, Thatcher, for the listeners to read? This is a little bit sort of para-related, but Man's Search for Meaning oh, is I love that. one of my abs. Yeah, it's one of my absolute favorites. It's applicable to everyone. Victor Frankl. Yeah, right? it was a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was a game changer when I read it. Totally, I couldn't agree with you more. Listeners, great book, amazing tidbits here, pearls of wisdom from Thatcher. All these things are available to you. Don't worry about writing them down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health/slash. Thatcher. That's T-H-A-C-H-E-R. Thatcher, this has been amazing. So much fun. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and the best place where they could reach out to you and follow you. Yeah, I'd say as a closing thought, just bring humility, empathy, and passion into everything that you do and you can't go wrong. That's something that I try to remember for myself every day. And then as far as finding me, you can find me on the Twitters at Thatcher T1D, T-H-A-C-H-E-R-T-1-D, or on my website is DearDiabetesYouSuck.com. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. So, there's, a, there's a link to my professional portfolio on there too, but I think that one is more, is more relevant to it's our beautiful. conversation. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. Oh, that's, that's, that's like my favorite URL now. <laughs> it, it came from a from my first Facebook post after I was diagnosed, and I didn't know how to process it. So I processed it by writing letters to diabetes, and that was the first letter. <laughs> that is so awesome. Short and sweet. Oh, that is so cool. Well, listeners, all these things, if you want to get a hold of Thatcher, just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Thatcher, and you'll find, I'll put her Twitter link in there. I'll put her Dear Diabetes You Suck website, and um, make sure you, you get in touch with you if something she said resonated with you. Thatcher, this has been so much fun. Really appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Keep doing what you're doing, too. I love, I love listening to your episodes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.